Welcome to Invoking Witchcraft, the podcast where the sacred and profane come out to play. So call the quarters and set the round. It's time for another episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another fabulous episode of Invoking Witchcraft. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Britton, and I am here with... J. Allen Cross. Always excited to be here. Yeah. It's awesome to be here today. It's been wonderful. We have been discussing our uh, Chinese elemental association slash zodiacs. Mm-hmm. So you, you said you were a... I'm a wood ox. A wood ox. I know. It's kind of cool because I, I always know. makes sense though. Right. Yeah. I, it made me like the visualization I got. I don't know. There was like a meme and or video that floated around on the internet for a while of like this guy was in a boat in like a shallow water and it looked like he had a, he was like holding like a fishing line. He was like pulling and pulling and this ox just like comes up out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I was dear. like, I was like, oh, that's me. Oh, hey, just like, hey, just hanging out under the weeds. And I'm, I'm like, uh, picturing it too, like when you do like the like mermaid hair flip up out of the water too. This just, ox is just like, oh, like, yeah, here I am. Like, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's pretty I, cool. I had to look mine up. Um, I am apparently a. What did we decide? A water monkey? A water monkey. Yep. Yeah. Getting it. Getting it. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. I Britain pointed out too. They're like, <laughs> and like you're you're one of the where is it? Like in, in Japan or I'm somewhere? pretty sure it's uh, in the mountain, like the colder region, mountainous area of Japan. They have the monkeys that hang out in the hot springs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. I've always felt a certain kind of kinship with them. And I mean, though, to be honest, so every morning, speaking of animals that we can ship with, um, every morning I go for a walk in this park near my house and every morning the same old lady is there with her old as hell pug. And this pug is, is, has been eaten. I'm not shaming this pug, but this, this pug is large. He's healthy. It's healthy. And a uh, homegirl has put on him every day this harness that is about two sizes too small. So all of his extra skin and fat gets shoved up around his head like a lion's mane. And he kind of just like waddles along behind her real slow like. And to be honest, I've never felt so connected with one of God's creatures before. <laughs> than this one. I'm like. Oh, man. Like, and I'm just like, same. Feel you, buddy. Yeah. Wow. So. And unfortunately, like lion pug was not an option on the Chinese zodiac, but I also feel maybe that that would be accurate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do feel ox vibes for myself. Like I have my Mars and Taurus, so and the rest of my chart is is pretty horny. So I need a yeah. good horny chart. I have a very horny chart. Mm-hmm. I kind of pretend sometimes I'm a Taurus because I'm in areas with really heavy earth placements, which basically kind of like eh, heads that direction a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. I just saw an interview with Lizzo. They <laughs> she, they were asking her like, you know, you're in, you say you're into astrology and she's like, oh yeah, totally. And they were like, well, they're like, so what are you? And she's like, I am a Taurus. 
and she looked dead into the camera. She's like, I am a Taurus. And they're like, well, what they were like, what would happen if you found out that you were actually another sign of the Zodiac? And she was like, oh, she's like, well, she's like, I'm really into being a Taurus. But like, she's like, I could fuck with Pisces. Definitely Libra. And I was like, that is so Lizzo. Like, I could totally see her being a Pisces or a Libra. And they were like, no, actually, you're an Aries. And she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, fuck that. I, no way. She's like, gross. I hate Aries men. I was like, oh, well, Lizzo. You can't, you can't judge us based on the men. Come on. Aries men can be trash. Like, yes, I mean, they can. Aries men historically have been like Shatner, uh, Hugh Hefner, like, you know. Yeah. Just right. whole man disposal service coming right in. Throw the yeah. whole man away. It's fine. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about today besides disposing of whole men in this video? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about elemental magic. This is part one of two. And um, I'm stoked to talk about elemental magic because frankly, like I haven't done a lot of it. Like, obviously I'm, I acknowledge the elements and stuff, but like, it's just not something, it's just not my wheelhouse, I guess. Well, it's one of those things where I feel it's kind of like grounding and shielding and things where it's like witchcraft 101 that mm-hmm. people go like okay i learned that now i just leave that in the dirt on the side of the road and move on because it's basic and therefore mm-hmm. i'm so above it so quickly they're just on a higher vibration than the rest of us <laughs> right just vibrating away off into the ether and the the thing is though is I keep telling people this and people are slowly figuring it out. Then when, when people want advanced witchcraft, advanced witchcraft is not more complicated witchcraft. Advanced witchcraft is going back to the very basics because advanced witchcraft is there in the basics in the foundational skills in understanding things like the elements on a much deeper level and being able to work with them. And so I think that that's something that's really important that people don't just take their foundational skills or witchcraft 101 and then be like, cool, I'm done with that. I never need to see that again. Or worse to uh, kind of shove it aside as I don't want to associate with it because I don't want anyone to think I'm just a beginner here. Mm -hmm. And that's a big mistake that I think a lot of people make when it comes to witchcraft is being like, oh, like, I'm not going to be seen doing the basics because then people will think I'm basic. And it's like, number one, basic is great. Get me my Uggs and my pumpkin spice latte. Um, And also, no, that is where advanced witchcraft is. It is. You know what? Gosh, dang it. I just remember Lady Athalia, who Mm -hmm. we have interviewed, was talking about the basics of witchcraft Mm -hmm. and how, like, it is the foundation. We talk about that so much on this podcast Mm -hmm. um, that we probably sound like broken records, that, like, the basics and, like, foundational witchcraft are what help you expand into the rest of your craft. Um, so yeah, it is. But she did a tweet or something recently about specifically about that. I can't remember what she said, but knowing her, it was brilliant and amazing. Probably, probably. Let's check that out. So yeah, so we're going to be talking about elemental magic. This is the first in a series. Um, I only have like first two-ish episodes kind of outlined. We might do more than that, depending on kind of like what we find in here. Cause it's, this is one of those topics that ends up being a bit of a rabbit hole. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. there's so much to the elements that we don't often talk about. So we're going to kind of 
delve into this a little bit. Today, we're going to kind of cover some of the basics. I guess where we should start are like, what what even are the elements? Like, what, what are these things? Um, I guess in a way, we would say that they're supposed to be viewed as like the four building blocks of our world, like uh, what they originally thought were like the the base elements of everything sort of like the og periodic table a little bit yeah i think they're just like the general the the way that i see it like i'm not i'm not a scientist um (laughs) so i can't speak in science language um but to me they're the like kind of the core forces like that animate the world and help the world turn in a way does that make sense yeah you know what i mean it's like fire has been is so key to certain ecologies, to mm-hmm. us being able to eat food, um, mm-hmm. things like that. The air propels so much on our planet. Right. It's, it's insane. Like the currents, the, the way waves are actually born from wind energy. Oh. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. And if anybody, side note, wants to go down a rabbit hole about waves and water uh, the element of water. There's a documentary on the BBC called um, uh, "The Secret Life of Waves" or something like that, and it tells you about the life cycle of waves. It's very fascinating. What? Very nerdy. That <laughs> yeah. actually seems really cool. Yeah, waves have a life cycle of about, of about two weeks. Really? On average, yes. And so, when mm-hmm. they're like breaking on the shore, that's like the end of their life cycle, or uh, they are dying. Oh, and that is death. Do. <laughs> but it's like an fun. energy ball. Yeah, it's like an uh-huh. energy ball underneath them that prope- that just propels and continues to move. And we're we're speaking of like oceanic waves. You yeah. know, you can't you can get like lake waves and things like that, but it's generated by wind or, you know, it can be generated by uh an earthquake, but for the yeah, most part activity. right, for the most part it's wind activity. So air, you know, intermingles with the element of water. That is so interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. And yeah. that also, too, helps me in my brain because, like, I've always seen the beach as a very liminal space because that's where, like, water and earth meet, you know. Yep. But then the idea that that's, like, also, like, the, the the death of the wave or, like, its final place that it reaches, like, that's also, like, extra liminal, too. Like, Right? I know. It gives me kind of chills. Yeah. And just, like, all the things that we find on the beach, too, like... You know, specifically here in the Northwest, all the driftwood that we find. I mm-hmm. mean, like I found, I found like an old growth tree root yeah. thing on the beach. It was fucking huge. I was like, how, when, where? <laughs> where did you come from? Let's <laughs> see. You're right. Because there's like a, a lot of like the treasures that we find on the beach are also, you know, death. They're, you mm-hmm. know, broken seashells and they're... um you know, crab claws and bones and shit, like, you know, driftwood, petrified things, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. It's such a transformative space, but the, the where the waves break and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, like uh, the element of earth, you know, being like the, <laughs> the very thing that's like holding us all together. Right. Um, and, and then, like, like body and structure and mm-hmm. foundations yeah. and stuff. And then, um, and what we like, we build with it as well. Mm-hmm. And then water, I mean, <laughs> life would not be if there were not water, water is life. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah. 
There's so much that goes with that. That's interesting. Well, and two, I feel like, I mean, we're going to talk about some of like the more specific like associations of like different types of magic with the elements, but um, each one has kind of like a adjacent style of magic that is connected with it. So like, for instance, like earth, you know, maybe we think of something like crystal magic right off the bat, but like things like plant magic are also earth. Mm-hmm. Um or like water, um, a lot of people don't always make this connection, but um, mirror magic and water oh. are elementally associated with one another. So there's things like that where. Mm-hmm. Man, it's so multifaceted. I just finished my partner and I just wrapped up watching The Lord of the Rings. And it's funny because Smeagol or Gollum mm-hmm. spent much of his time when he was talking to himself, just looking at his reflection in water. So it is a yeah. mirror, a mirroring Mm-hmm. thing. Oh, I didn't think about that. Wow. Water is the first mirror. Man, we take so much for granted in our world. <laughs> <laughs> we really do. This shit is so magical. <laughs> it like really that. is. <laughs> Absolutely. So we have earth, air, fire, and water as kind of these these building blocks. And I like too as well that, that it's not just like physical things that are that are shaping our world but also like symbolic in a lot of ways so like fire you know can be very um symbolic of like destruction um that is very necessary for you know rebirth um you know water is a lot of like fluid flexibility a lot of change a lot of formlessness which i think is really important for everything that we need to do and be whereas like earth has a lot of like structure a lot of sturdiness to it you know Mm -hmm. air has a lot of um is also kind of disembodied in a lot of ways but also um kind of communicated expressive nature to it this kind Mm -hmm. of playful nature so yeah I, Mm -hmm. I, i like that there there's many layers to the elements a lot of times people just kind of think like earth is a rock and you're like no it's more than that Way more than that, for sure. Like when you were talking about plant, plant magic mm-hmm. being associated with earth, and then you have plant like associations with each plant being associated with an element. Like, yeah. and it's just like, it just keeps going on and on and on. It's crazy. Yes, absolutely. So it's all interwoven. It's all, it's all connected with our red string and our weird conspiracy board here. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a question for you. Oh, wow. When you're talking about the elements, like when you're doing elemental work, do you do the thing where there is a fifth element of spirit? Or do you just keep to the four? Or how do you how do you handle that? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I do recognize that there is probably an element weaving and winding through the four elements that kind Mm -hmm. of like, like what we're talking, what we've been talking about this whole time about how they all kind of overlap and interconnect and and, and engage with each other's like this uh, spirit or animating force um, that I guess could be considered a fifth element. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not really something I've really spent too much time thinking about like the fifth element. I just believe in spirit period you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like the animating force of life it's kind of a heady concept 
particularly for the morning hours. Right. Uh, I feel like I need I need to get a little stoned or something. <laughs> right, a little, <laughs> a little uh, dose of mushrooms. Reach out with the universe here for a moment. Yeah, because it's one of those things where it's like, I don't think either is inherently wrong. I think it's just different ways to categorize things a little bit. So it's like spirit as a standalone element or like a fifth element I can get behind, I understand. But at the same time, I feel like it's not separate from the others in that manner, as much as it is like irrevocably intertwined into all of them. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure you can make it a standalone on its own. But mm-hmm. also I understand that it is, though intertwined, different from like, Earth is not spirit. Right. Earth has spirit. Yes. So, so that's interesting. I, I do a lot of thought rabbit holes about things like God and like where is God present and things like that. It's like God is not the tree, but the but God is in the tree. Right. God is in all things. Right. And so I've I've often thought too that God doesn't seem to do things out of nothing. God is always working through something else. <laughs> A hundred percent. God doesn't just like reach down and fuck shit up. Like, you know, like it's always through something that's already here and present. So something like through earth or through fire or through mm-hmm. um, us or whatever. Yeah. And I we guess t- spirit in this scenario would equate to, to what I call God. I like that. In recovery, we talk a lot about how when we're sharing our story or we're listening to somebody else's story and something really sticks out to us that that's God talking to us. And, and also mm-hmm. just for the folks out there, cause I occasionally peep our reviews on Apple podcasts. Oh, yeah. We are Christian propaganda. We are not a Christian propaganda podcast. <laughs> when I speak and refer to God, uh-huh. I'm speaking about spirit. Yeah. You know, like, and for some folks, they may be talking about the Christian God. <laughs> That's their prerogative, but uh, you know, it's so funny Christianity you, and witchcraft are just so intimately intertwined, and I'm not being sarcastic like they are. It really so is. Like, oh gosh, guys! I mean, just hear us out. Well, it's so funny because even me as a Christian, I talk about God, and Christians are like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "No, not like that." I'm like, right? I know. Like, no. <laughs> Yeah, and then you say that in, like, the the witchcraft (laughs) pagan circles, and they're like, oh, the Christian god. And you're like, eh, not like that. Not like that. Not like that at all. Right. No. Bigger. Um, One thing, though, that comes up around, like, the defining of spirit is just a pop culture reference is that in the movie Fifth Element, Mm -hmm. Bruce Willie did discover that the fifth element was love. Oh... That's very sweet. Yeah. And they do say, see, we're going to, I'm going to bring up the Bible here. Everybody run away. Uh, (laughs) At some point in, in the Bible, I believe they do say that God is love um, or something Mm -hmm. like that. I'll have to look up that particular passage, but yeah, it's all, it's all intertwined, whether it's Bruce Willie or the Bible, it's all. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, Gary Oldman. He was so good in that movie. Gary Oldman. Oh, also I was going to add too. In a lot of ways, fire is often seen as the element of spirit as well. It is indeed. So that's something to potentially think about. Um, 
as well. So a lot of times when when spirit is like seen or or felt, it's often kind of like this fiery kind of nature, this sort of wispy, um, bright, you know, situation. Like you know, we have to talk about like sparks or or, or, or flame or things like that when we talk about um, spirit. So if you are looking for a way to do just the four elements while still honoring kind of one of them as spirit without doing like a, like a fifth one. Um, fire often kind of fills that role as well. Very much so. Like mm-hmm. if I like go down like my imagination rabbit hole, can you imagine being like an early human and having existed for a time without fire? Right. But maybe have encountered like a wildfire or had seen it and just imagining how elusive if you didn't yet have the technology to start fire Mm -hmm. how elusive that element must have been Mm -hmm. and that when you finally gained um a semblance of control over it how that must have felt and then to it's like this it illuminates space it warms you Mm -hmm. it cooks food it can harm you it can reshape a landscape right it like it's 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 an it's crazy well, especially if you come across like angry fire, things like, you know, like wildfires or things like that, like it's, it's so big and it's so bright and it's hot. And something that a lot of people forget about is a fire is really fucking loud. It is like if you, I have had partners who did wildland firework, mm-hmm. etc. You can see videos on TikTok. It sounds like a fucking freight train. Yeah. A, a wildfire in the forest sounds like a, a fucking freight train. Yeah. Well, and I used to back in the day and back in my, my circus days, um, I used to do fire dance. And that's the first thing when you teach people fire dance, like that they everybody says when you hand them something like poi or like the fire fans or whatever, they're like, it is so loud. And mm-hmm. because they're not expecting that, especially when you're so close to it, you're like swinging around your head or whatever, or like, God forbid, you do like the flaming hula hoop. It's like, oh, my God, this is really loud. Like, I can't even hear the music like that's nearby. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, fire, fire has that. So of course we're two Aries here just talking about the fire element. I know, just going off about fire. That's how we live our best lives. It really is. So I, I will say that different cultures have different takes on the elements. Mm-hmm. So I think the four elements, the earth, air, fire, water, I think... Do not quote me on this. I, I think is like Greek or, or or Roman area situation is where that comes from. I believe. Uh, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure either because someone this... with a name like Hippopotocles or something like that. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, because like at this point, I don't know, in the trajectory of witchcraft, like it's just sort of become its own standardized thing like these are the elements and Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah right but then of course we have like uh in asia so um i i love feng shui Mm -hmm. love it it's wonderful um and so i've looked a lot at like the the china how they do the elements in china and chinese culture and that's kind of how we ended up on our elements and our our (laughs) our chinese zodiac (laughs) earlier um is they do Wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. Those are the five Chinese elements, which make a great deal of sense how they fit together. I, I, I've 
always had a little bit of concern with there being no air involved in it and earth being split up into wood and metal. But I do kind of understand why Mm -hmm. in certain ways. So it's, it's definitely a different way of looking at it, but for their system, it makes a lot of sense, especially when we get into like um, nurturing and destructive cycles, which we'll talk about in the next episode. Um, so understand that if you're not totally jiving with the earth, air, fire, water one, um, different cultures will look at it in a different manner. And I think it is important to kind of look at them, um, because then they will, they sometimes things click into place or you learn more things about them than you would just by looking at like the four of them. Um, for instance, like in, uh, Chinese culture, they have this idea that like metal, um, like begets water, mm. which makes sense when you think about things like condensation. Mm. Um, so like metal, like uh, I don't want to say like produces water, but kind of like metal um, is, is is thought to like sort of like nourish water or kind of like kind of create that. Similarly, with like wood and fire and and, and things like that. So um, it's it's an interesting system to look at. So so don't feel like you have to be completely relegated to this idea of earth, air, fire, water, if that's just not working for you. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other ways of looking at it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, for sure. And the recognition of interplay between elements. Right. And stuff and how they support one another mm-hmm. and stuff. There was a uh, Jason Miller in his book, Strategic Sorcery, did um, now I know how to do the the meditation exercise like I memorized it, but I don't know what he called it. Uh-huh. And it was like a balancing of the elements in your body, almost like a chakra system. Uh-huh. Like spirit was at the head, air at the throat, water at the heart, fire in the belly and earth at your pelvic floor. Uh-huh. Um, and so it created like this building block you know it's like earth the fire rests on the earth Uh the fire interacts with the water Uh and then the water and the fire generate the vapor which we can see the air element of air moving through it Uh and then we have spirit which rises up towards spirit yes interesting which i really like highly recommend that um if you just get his strategic sorcery book it's just one of the foundational exercises that he has folks do and it really is an amazing exercise just to do daily an elemental balancing uh, through the body and then it's like if you sorry now i feel like i'm going off on a tangent if you need to utilize one of those elements in your body Or if you want to tap into one of those elements, you simply expand it in your body because you visualize texturally, visually what that element is looking like for you in your body. So whenever I would like visualize air, it was like yellow and swirling vapors in my throat, you know, and then at my heart like I could feel it like I it was like a burbling spring for me right I often feel like in my chest there's kind of like like a spring like at that energy center I feel like there's like a, a, an opening that's producing stuff there like right and it's kind of like cooling uh-huh I love yeah and then like my, my my gut it's like there's the fire 
of like my digestion and everything going on. And then at my seat, the foundation of the earth beneath me. So being a very fire oriented person who often doesn't feel very stabilized, very often I leaned into earth and I would just create like this giant boulder for me to sit on through the day to kind of stabilize me, to keep me from being, you know, (laughs) I do. I do. (laughs) We, We can't help it. Um, that's fascinating and actually I love that a it's lot a, it's a cool way to interact with the elements that is cool I'm so glad that you brought that up and we should have Jason Miller on at some point why like, haven't we thought of that until now because <laughs> he's awesome and really loved his protection reversal magic book oh yeah that was really fabulous he's a busy dude too so yeah we gotta like get a hold of him somehow Totally, totally. I have known people who have taken his um, his Hecate course. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's something I think is pretty long. I think it's something like six months or something. Um, yeah, he he doesn't play around. People come out of that like, holy shit! Like yeah. <laughs> things happened. Yeah, they do when you work with her. Yeah, for real. When we are, you know, moving on to this idea of kind of like approaching the four elements in magic, do you have? resources for maybe learning about this book or, or not sorry learning about this uh type of magic like do, do you do you have books or do you like to kind of just get out there and like touch the things you know find mm-hmm. the, the water and stick your face in it or you know where 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 do you right yeah i don't know i feel like book learning is really awesome And Mm -hmm. helpful, but I do feel like with something like the elements, because they're such a visceral part of our world Mm -hmm. and that we literally interact with them every single day, even though we're so disassociated Mm -hmm. from that connection with them, that it is wise, I think, to go out into the world if you're able to to experience them in their in their raw format or their raw Mm -hmm. uh, representation in the world. So you know, it's like, for example, I grew up in Florida. I grew mm-hmm. up in, in a hurricane zone. I mm-hmm. have I have seen what air is capable of, you know. Sorry, Hello. Dog. <laughs> it's okay. We can just have a little puppy interruption. Um, so, yeah, I've seen what air is capable of. You know what I mean? And then living here in the Northwest and in fire country, I have seen what fire is, is capable of. I've seen the, the devastation. I've also lived with fire as my main heating source. And I'm not saying you need to go like, go live in a yurt in the woods to get to no fire or anything like that. But like, just have a a little campfire or even learn how to start fire, you know, without a lighter and matches like, Learn, which is weirdly satisfying. I mean, what a skill. Right. And uh, our good friend, Peter Michael Bauer, who we had on the show, he um, he teaches that and stuff. And yeah, just jump on YouTube. You can learn how to start fire without uh, conventional methods. And then, you know, we had Anwen Avalon, who's the water witch. And she talked about how she connects with the element of water. And like, you know, maybe you can go and find a springs, a source of a spring and start collecting spring water 
and interacting with the spirit of a spring, which is, you know, an element of water. And then the earth is just like, just go lay down on the, in the dirt. Roll around in the dirt. Roll around the dirt. Yeah. That was one of the things that I was taught really early on by somebody is this idea of laying on the ground, like not like the floor, but like the ground, like like the the earth, like either like go out and, you know, on the grass or like literally in the dirt where we got it or like on a big rock. Um, And I was told to listen. I, I was told just to lay there and be still and listen for the heartbeat of the earth. Ooh, ooh. And let me tell you, I laid there for a while before anything happened. Um, And what was interesting is when I realized that I was hearing it, I realized I was what I was actually hearing slash simultaneously hearing was my own heartbeat. Mm. And at first I was like, oh, well, that's not the heartbeat of the earth, but also I felt something happening at the same time and so that that's when you have one of those moments where you're like oh the two things are not different mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you're like oh shit and then you have a spiritual awakening and then you have to go into the woods for a minute and, it, and it's fine um <laughs> but yeah highly recommend it lay lay on the ground listen for the the heartbeat of the earth and your experience may be different from mine and that is okay Exactly. And that's the whole point is like to to kind of like, you know, as valuable and as wonderful as books are, it's also wonderful to kind of step outside of that and go and have your own personal experience with said element Mm -hmm. and kind of have your own personal gnosis around what your relationship to that element is. Maybe you are an air dominant person. Um but you realize you really need water in your life mm-hmm. and you're like kind of disconnected from water or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and things like that. Like for me as a fire sign person, I, well, I'm fairly disconnected from, from pretty much all the elements except fire. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so I, I have spent some time trying to get to know some of these elements and, and the ones that I have the hardest time with are water uh, and earth. Really? Yeah. Those are my two hard ones. Air is fairly easy for me. I got my, my rising as an Aquarius, which I have like is a conundrum no air of- in my chart, like none. Mm. I'm like, I do not get you air element. Do not understand. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's elusive. Like you, you can't see it you see it through the other 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 elements <laughs> oh. in my in the way that is how i perceive it because it's like that may actually know, help me quite a bit that idea right so it's like you know i have all these these uh pine trees here in front of my house and i'm just like well i know that the wind's moving when they're moving mm. you know so it's like that's how i see the wind just through them that makes sense that makes a lot of sense actually Hmm. That changes things for me. We're learning things today. Right. Like when I've done my long distance hiking and I'm on top of a mountain and I'm like walking through like insane air, like high wind. Mm -hmm. And if you're like hiking with a bunch of other people through that section where there's high winds, 
everyone when you're done and you all get to this your same like point where you're where you're resting and you all kind of gather together everyone's just like fucked up <laughs> like, they yeah, like you're, they're like oh like everything's everyone's been, been through some shit <laughs> yeah it's like you go through like just it, it's so strange when you're mm-hmm. walking through wind like that it's like it just kind of doesn't necessarily like sap something from you but it like clears you out and resets you it like mm-hmm. sweeps out all the cobwebs yeah yeah it really does mm-hmm. huh yeah sorry i'm just going off on my my adhd tangents here about no, no, elements <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of things in a new perspective today because of this and i think that's good gotta go find me a windy ass mountaintop to go stand on oh hell yeah that'd be good so for me, I'm always like, you know, getting hit by something that's carried on the wind, you know, like a piece of something or a, you know, cow or whatever, you know, just a, just a flying cow, just a flying cow. You got to be worried about those. And, you know, as a witch, I am a little concerned about the house getting dropped on me at some point. It may happen. So. <laughs> so, yes, we we do recommend kind of getting out there um, into the world, interacting with the elements as safely and in whatever capacity you are able to. Um, at the same time, though, I do think that sometimes books can be helpful in teaching us what the fuck to do once we actually get there. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes you're like, okay, I am at the water. Now what? So 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 sometimes um, those are helpful. Um, and like, you know, right off the top of, of my head when we're talking, you know, about especially about like water. Um, Water Witchcraft by Anwen Avalon. Um, we've had her on the show. Uh, she's a friend of mine. Um, absolutely adore this book, Water Witchcraft. And there is a lot of like, okay, now that I've gone to this river, how do I like meet this river? You know, how do I talk with this? Um, and, you know, different kinds of of water, whether it's like ponds or wells or the sea or a river or whatever. Um, definitely check into Anwen's work. Um especially if you're looking to get in touch with the element of water. And though I am very fire forward, I've long kind of believed that water is the strongest of the elements mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways um, and possibly one of the most precious of the, of the elements as well, really especially is. in this day and age. Yeah. Um, so um, I would definitely check into that as well. Um. There was also two books. I've been told that they're the same book. I don't think that they necessarily are because I, I remember them differently. Um, but there were two Scott Cunningham books. One was called Earth Power. And one is called Earth, Air, Fire, and Water. And I believe that they cover pretty much the same things, but I do think that there are slightly different different stuff in each one like i i think i think earth air fire and water is like a slightly revised updated version i might be wrong but i love both of these because it is a book specifically about doing spells with the different elements and he goes into like even in like even further beyond just the four elements um so like he'll have ones that are like like earth spells where like you like fill a a bowl with like stones and stuff like that, you know, for like protection or or whatever. Um, But then he also has like mirror magic and like star magic too involved in it. So like it kind of branches outwards from like the very basics of the elements Mm -hmm. and has spells 
associated with each one in that. I like that. I haven't like obviously I've I've got like the very basic or have read the very basic Scott Cunningham books. I have his mm-hmm. um herb um herbal encyclopedia and mm-hmm. um I think what is it? Wicca witchcraft for the solitary practitioner Wicca. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I read that. Um but I did not get into his elemental earth power. I know earth power and of the earth air fire water but i have not Mm. read them they were game changers for me i have Um, to check that out because again it's basics but it's like i didn't know that all of this was here in the basics right um which was really interesting for me so it helped really kind of crack open a lot of stuff in that regard and then of course like from there you have kind of like the adjacent ones, like you were talking about like the the herbal encyclopedia um tess whitehurst did um a book i believe it's called the magic of flowers or, mm-hmm. or flower magic um which is essentially like an encyclopedia like that but it's um but it's flowers and their associations mm-hmm. and i was very taken with that one um she did an excellent job and it covers a lot of different flowers um and kind of what their energy is like what she feels like they can be used for um she even talks like um uh, she even gives like recipes for different things and like spells for different things. She even talks about ghosts in the lilac area, which I thought was really interesting. So I, I like that where it's kind of like elemental, but then again, it, it shows you how far something that's elemental like that can stretch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I have to check those out. Yeah. And like being pregnant and knowing that there's a little child person about to enter into my life and that I get to share some of this with them. It's been, I've kind of been thinking about going like doing a basics refresher. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is cool. I'm going to have to check these books out um, because I want to be able to share that with my kiddo when they're ready. Right. And things like flower magic, like is so kid friendly. Oh my like, gosh. Yes. Super cool. She has one too. That's trees. I haven't, I haven't mm. read it yet, but it's, if, if it's any, if it's as good as uh, the flower one, then it's probably mm-hmm. wonderful. So um, I'm, I'm very curious about that. So that's very kind of like, you know, beginner situation, but again, the, the beginner stuff is where the advanced stuff is as well. Mm-hmm. Then Llewellyn did a series um, that's all four elements and, and a different author did each one. So like Lilith Dorsey, who we had on um, our podcast did the water magic book and they have a fire magic book by somebody else. There's an earth magic book and an air magic book. I'm going to um, have to check those out. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So if you want to dive deep onto like each one individually, um, that's a great way to go as well. I, I thought that was a neat idea just to do all, all four elements and kind of, let them each be their own standalone. Yeah, that's a that would be a really cool series. Also, probably looks really pretty on a bookshelf. Right. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I, I love a good set. Right. Yeah. Me too. So maybe before we wrap up here, um, we can talk a little bit about maybe some examples of elemental magic, um, apart from just simply kind of working with things like rocks or fire, or, you know, we mm-hmm. sometimes there's different forms of it. So um, where would you like to start in that? Fire, of course. I <laughs> Candle magic, of course. Like, Of course. Uh, yeah. That is yeah. Like, so easy. So accessible. Like, right there. It's awesome. And one of my favorite books 
though it does have Christianity woven into it. Womp womp. How dare. I know. Um, the Master Book of Candle Burning. A classic. Oh, yeah. Isn't that like one of Buckland's or? Henry, Henry Gamash, Gamache, oh. Gamash. I don't know how to say his last name. Henry. Super classic, super old school. I like it. I love it. It's great. Um, and that's very, you know, fire oriented and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are so many candle burning books out there right now. So um, many. So many. And I know it's not like whatever. Cat uh, Ironwood also wrote a candle burning magic book. That's pretty. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, I um, think I have that one. <laughs> uh, it like breaks down, you know, the colors and stuff, and like moving candle spells, etc. Which can, yeah. which can be complicated. And there's a lot of misinformation out there on the internet. So it's just like it's nice to know, like a person who's been doing it for fucking decades and decades and decades, like. Yeah, they're they're a fairly reliable source for like legit info. But um, yeah, those are like kind of my favorite reads and like how I like to interact with fire. Someone once told me that candles are just a way for humans to keep fire as a pet. Oh, I love that. And like I'm a like, ta- that's like, like adorable. A, Stop it. Like a Tamagotchi <laughs> or something. Yeah, Tamagotchi pet. Aww. So, yes, um, fire magic, candle magic. Also, there's like there's so much like really old magic, too, that deals with like um, like a like a fire, like a campfire where you yes. either like jump over it for one reason or another or um, you, you'd use certain types of wood in it for different types of purposes and stuff like that. Or you put different stuff in it. So I, I, I think. I'm not claiming that this is where candle magic came from, but um, you can kind of see how like, you know, working with something like a campfire. And then once we all kind of moved indoors a lot more, how something like that would shift over to like candles instead, or, you know, magic mm-hmm. has a way of kind of adjusting as we go. Um, it really so you does. Can kind of see how, how that may have been part of it. Mm-hmm. No, don't at me here about that right i did watch a a documentary of a a british guy who was doing a documentary series about uh, some nomadic folks in mongolia it's a nomadic tribe and he was with them um they were they had set up camp it was evening and they were all drinking and hanging out and eating and they had a campfire inside of this shelter and the british guy absent-mindedly like just kind of kicked a log with of the fire in the in the hut and all the like mongolian like nomadic folks i don't know what tribe it was or what their who they were because it was a long time ago that i watched this they were livid they were like dude you just totally ruined everything they're like you just pissed the fire spear off so you have to like apologize here because you could like kind of fuck all of us up because <laughs> so they showed him how to um apologize and that was to um offer some of his uh alcohol to the fire oh right yeah so just like with respect, respect to the element that keeps you warm when you're living in mongolia and it's pretty cold <laughs> yeah i bet you, you need that fire to be on your side Interesting. Mm-hmm. I did once do the walking across hot coals thing, and it was very transformative for me. It was, it was, it was a thing. So I, I feel that. I feel that. Oh wow! I want to do that. 
it was very neat. And it was, it was at like this very weird point in my life where I was living out of my car and shit for the weekend. And in between two very different lives, it was like when I first moved to Portland, um, like I had closed out of my apartment and my dorm wasn't open for like another three days or whatever. And in between that, I was going to this festival. So I just lived at the festival cause I didn't actually have a home at that point. Like I was yeah. in between two very different lives between like, my hometown in Portland. And, um, so they, then they were like, do you want to do this? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, we're, we're doing there anyway. So moving on. So we have, you know, fire element, candle magic. What else do we have? What else, what else do you, do you like? Fumigation. With here? Air. Ooh, Air. Fumigation. Fumigations. Yes. Incensing. Smoke. Incensing, smoking, and all of Smells that. Smells and bells, as they say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bainex Bramble, who we've had on the podcast, Austin, um, he's all about the fumigations. He's doing some really cool shit on his Instagram right now. Shout out to Austin, who I love and appreciate. Doing the fumies. Doing the fumies. <laughs> love it love it um yeah like blending your own incenses fumigating your house your space your body etc mm-hmm. um and getting to see the element of air because it, air is elusive in my opinion um so mm-hmm. the smoke allows us to uh get in there and see that see the mm-hmm. and i love to kind of like what you're talking about earlier where you need the other elements in order to see or sometimes even interact with this air element because like when we have fumigation when we have things like smoke it's very much an air thing but in order to get there we need to combine earth and fire to get it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is interesting so i i like that and then there's so like you know smoke you, you know the use of smoke for mystical things is so old like temples back you know mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of years ago you know used to burn things in there to to cleanse them and purify them and like all kinds of shit this is this is very old magic so people are like eh, it's the basics and i'm like from like ten thousand years ago like <laughs> right yeah i know it's like on these basics right and like if you want to talk about basic like have you seen recipes for incense back in the day like good luck like experimenting and blending that up on a whim like some of these formulas can take a really really long time to get blended together so it's like you go from basic to like advance very quickly for sure yeah it's really neat shit Mm -hmm. um then of course, um, with Earth, um, we have like crystal magic, rock magic, rock magic, stones, plants. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, we need to have Nicholas Pearson on again to tell right, us how yeah, not to poison ourselves with stones. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, and then if you need just like a, a Earth, I mean, it's basically Earth magic book is is Crystal Basics by Nicholas Pearson. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. It's such a fucking good book. Right. I Mm -hmm. love that. Also, too, like, I think people, everyone is kind of obsessed with, like, burying their spell remains and stuff like that. But I I don't think that enough people utilize the element of Earth as, like, an incubator in spellcraft instead of, like, as a disposal service. You know, there's a lot of, like, old spiritual traditions from around the world where you would bury things for a certain amount of time and then dig them back up. Mm -hmm. Um. 
so that they could undergo some sort of transformation. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, something that I often add to the earth category where one of one of the the weird places where earth and water come across one another is like salt oh yeah Uh, good old salt good old salt where i'm like this belongs in both categories in my brain so ah like that and of course metal too when it comes to earth because earth earth right. is a very wide reaching so um metals are very important in magic different kinds of magic from around the world as well things like iron um copper all kinds of stuff had different properties that were very important mm-hmm. silver sure. right yeah and their mind mm-hmm. our earth our precious precious earth um implant ma- magic plants 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 yeah roots leaves all of them all of it yeah and then <laughs> and then they're in in the plant I, you can experience all the elements in like mm-hmm. various different plants i mean and then planetary associations with within the plants like right so multifaceted so multi-dimensional it's crazy mm-hmm. that's interesting too they bring that up kind of like that that you can experience the elements in the plant because once Somebody broke that down for me as well, where it's like the roots are earth and like the flowers are fire and the, the, cause they, they all have like vascular systems in plants, which is like the water. And then was it like the leaves are air or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that. So, so someone, someone broke that down for me once and I was like, what? Yeah, I could totally, like, just like we could break that down in our bodies as well. Yeah. Exactly. You know, exactly. yeah. And it's like, and then for some plants, the seed could very well be the mm-hmm. air element. Be, you know, when you think about like dandelion seeds, like, yeah, floating around in the wind. Absolutely. It's so crazy. Um, what is our last one here? Oh, water. 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 Spiritual bathing. Get your bath oh, on. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. One of my favorite ways to do a spir- spiritual cleansing. Mm-hmm. Wishing yeah. wells. Love me yeah. a good wishing well. Yeah, I forget about those because we just, just there's just not a lot of them here in America. They really aren't. There, there were there were a lot when I um, was a kid living in Europe. Like you throw your penny or your whatever into the into the well. The thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then like weather magic, storms and stuff, and snow. Yes, snow collecting rainwater, snow things like that. Right. Um, Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, like I've heard. It, now there's going to be a seamstress out there, some quilt maker who's going to correct me. Um, <laughs> but I know there's some lore around if you have inherited a quilt that your grandmother made, or someone in your family made, or someone you know who has passed on. In order to clean the quilt, you must use snow. Oh, or something like that. Yeah, something to that effect that keeps them calm. That it has some kind of calming effect. Yeah, I'm huh. not. A hun- I'm not like a hundred percent sure on like the lore and the story behind that. But snow being associated with quilts. Or That's something. fascinating. Yeah, I wonder too because sometimes there's like a temperature thing when it comes to um, like the preservation of colors in fabric. Right. So I'm wondering if that's part of it too. Interesting. Maybe very well, especially with like old quilts that may have mm-hmm. been dyed with plant, natural plant like material natural and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, because like you know, quilts are, they can be sturdy, but they are very delicate as well. Yeah. Interesting. This has been a cool episode because I feel like I've learned a whole bunch of shit. Me too. And like, we kind of like went, we... We stayed within the earth, air, fire, and water realm, but we kind of went all over the place. We talked about the life cycle of waves, quilts. Ew, all the things. All the things. That down-home folk magic. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, y'all, get out there, wash your quilts in some snow, live your best lives, and most importantly... Do witchcraft. Do it. Support for this podcast comes from our listeners. If you would like to support Invoking Witchcraft with a one-time donation, please go to invokingwitchcraft.com backslash donate. Or if you'd like to become a premium listener, join the coven at invokingwitchcraft.com backslash coven. There you'll get access to our exclusive Facebook group for discussion and connection, as well as access to occasional workshops. We hope to see you there.